Amazon sometimes takes down listings for various reasons. We'll be talking today about listing reinstatement. This is Stephen Pope, and I'm the founder of the My Amazon Guy podcast. So I'm now joined by Dustin Fenton, who works at My Amazon Guy with me, and he's had a lot of success in getting listings, listings uh, taken down recently, or <laughs> shall we say getting listings back up. That's what I really mean. Well, thanks for joining me, Dustin. Thank you for having me. Um, so with, uh, with listing uh, reinstatement, the process we're going to be talking about today, um, I thought it would, might, might make a little bit of sense to first ask, what are some of the common reasons for a listing to go down? Some of the most common reasons I've seen is uh, selling Amazon will get a report that you're selling a used item as new. Uh, sometimes it'll be taken down for copyright infringement claims. Other times it could be something like a medical claim. Uh, you're having something to do with a medical claim in the title description. And a new one that we've seen lately is price gouging due to the uh, pandemic. And so let's talk a little bit about the price gouging one, since that might affect quite a few people. And, and, and in all honesty, my Amazon guy, we've we actually struggled to solve this one. So let's let's run through the gambit of things that we've attempted. And uh, I'm sure people who are listening to this would appreciate the fact that we've done so many different things. We don't necessarily have the power answer on this one yet, do we? No, we don't, Stephen. And I've only dealt with this a couple of times, but some of the things that I did was to look, was to create a case with Amazon, obviously, for a reinstatement appeal. Uh, you pretty much just have to explain to Amazon that you're not price gouging, that this is the MSRP price, and go from there. Uh, we have seen some success and a pretty simple appeal on this one. And what, what do you think was the kind of the magic touch on this one? Was it, is it uh, the case, filing a case, talking to the Amazon catalog team by phone call, or do you think email the listing reinstatement team? What do you think is like the, the thing that was going to work the best for people listening to this? For price gouging, really the best thing I think is to create a case with sales support. For some of the other types, you do have to email a direct team and they have to get involved. But for this one, I believe it's a little simpler because of Amazon's robots are basically taking down the listings. So if there was no reason that it should have been taken down and it was just a robot taking it down, then having a human look at it and see that it's obviously not price gouging can easily get it reinstated. What? So this one, I think, might be a little simpler than some of the others. Um <clears throat> One of the things that we've seen complicate this issue is if you're a hybrid seller, if you're selling on both Seller Central and Vendor Central, the likelihood of getting hit by the price gouging situation is even worse. And that's because uh, Vendor Central, of course, moves its pricing all the time. And on Seller Central, often the case, you're usually pretty static for a while. So if you're in a hybrid situation, you're at a much greater risk for getting automatically marked as a price gouger. Most of those reasons you, you mentioned for a listing uh, listings being taken down by Amazon are generally speaking not always the fault of the seller. Sometimes it's just kind of getting caught in the mix, right? That's right. And so, like, if the the used being sold as new or new being sold as used issue, let's talk a little bit about that one. That's a pretty common one. You, I, you know, I've been working with Dustin on on quite a few of these in the last couple of weeks. Very, very common issue. What what typically happens on this, and what prompts the issue, and how do we solve it? Uh, 
what prompts the issue is a lot of times really hard to figure out. Basically, a customer complains in some form or fashion to Amazon and Amazon takes it down. Amazon very rarely or never tells you what order is associated with. So if a sewing account has a customer that's recently complained about a similar issue, you can kind of deduct, okay, maybe that's why, especially if an A to Z claim or something like that's filed. But if you have thousands of orders and you can't easily pinpoint a message, sometimes it's just speculation. Um, so I would agree with all of that, which you mentioned, and I do think it generally is coming from a customer complaint myself. Um, and so uh, it, it is not necessarily necessary to ascertain which customer caused the problem. But if basically you just have to give some sort of proof to Amazon, say, hey, this is a legitimate item. It's new. Uh, often the case, customers will just complain something is not to their liking just so they get free refunds or free returns even if the seller is not at fault in any shape or form. Um, although we have seen on occasion uh, when, a, when a seller has refurb um, enabled where an, an item was returned to Amazon and Amazon repackages it, uh, that could cause you know an occasional customer to be concerned. I would not do refurb for every client or every account or every product. I, you know, something like a wine glass that's you know being shipped in a brown box, you can probably get away with a repackage on something like that. If it's a technical product, if it's uh, technology related, a beauty product, absolutely not. Would not refurb those at all. Uh, would not repackage those because those are going to be 100% obvious to the consumer that they're not in pristine new condition, even if the product itself is completely fine. So so that could be a, a potential cause. If, if that happens to a consumer, they'll definitely reach out. Um, all right. So let's talk about medical, excuse me, medical claims. So run me through a couple of those examples and, you know, maybe with recent Corona, maybe that's uh, potentially heating up a little bit. Uh, Stephen, can I actually go back and make one sure. point about the um, to file the claim for the used used uh, sold as new? Uh, a lot of times, even if it's not the seller's fault you have to take responsibility for it. That's the most important thing that Amazon's looking for. And that's how I personally have gotten the listings reinstated, even though it likely wasn't the seller's fault. Basically making up, if you don't have a good reason for it, basically you have to make up a story of what could have happened. Like you didn't, the item wasn't packaged well enough. And that's what caused it. Just tell Amazon something generic like that. Tell them that you've gone through it. You make sure that your team understands that you need to repackage and just kind of give them some outline to that and just say that you're working to make sure it doesn't happen again in the future and just give them that plan of action that they're looking for. Amazon's really not looking for excuses. They don't care. They just want to know that you're going to fix it. Yeah, and, and I think that's a good point. So sometimes eating a little bit of crow goes a long way when selling on Amazon, even if the crow is not in your nest, so to speak, right? And and so uh, I, I like the point you make there is, is basically make it easy for the person who's going to cause the reinstatement to go ahead and pull that trigger, right? And if, if you make it so easy that, yep, they've met all of the check boxes on a reinstatement, they've admitted the problem, they've given the solution on preventing the problem, from happening again and they recognize what happened in the past, boom, they're just going to reinstate the listing. Exactly. And, and the nice thing about that is that this issue typically doesn't resurface on the same ASINs. So 
you're not going to have this issue resurface. So you might as well go down that path because if you uh, try and fight it and say, hey, Amazon, there is nothing wrong here. Chances are the reinstatement ain't going to be as easy. That's correct. All right. So, so now thank you for taking a step back. I think that was definitely worthwhile to go through that. Um, let's, let's pivot a little bit over to medical claims. So give me, give me a few examples of medical claims that you've seen that Amazon's like, Hey, not so fast. Uh, yeah, this pertains largely to, uh, supplements. A lot of times if a supplement is meant to treat a specific medical condition and you put it in the title, will treat arthritis or will treat cancer, for example, in the title, you can't do that. You have to say either supports or it's best to just leave it out altogether and maybe make some kind of light reference in the either the copy or the bullet points. But you can put, obviously you can put what the product is, but don't put any claim that it can solve any kind of medical issue in titles or bullet points, et cetera. I, I think that's worth emphasizing in that particular category, um, it's very, very touch and go. And so you're better off just representing here's the ingredients and here are the cool things about those ingredients and the story of those ingredients. And, you know, this was found on the top of the Peruvian mountains in South America and, and that that aspect or the aspirational lifestyle and um, showing pictures of people working out or, or running and whatnot. But what you absolutely don't want to do is say things like, this will cure coronavirus or this will stop cancer. That right. will get your listing down in less than 48 hours. Almost guaranteed. The bots are very good at catching those claims. Anything that sniffs even remotely close to a medical claim right now could at some point and likely will cause uh, a triggered review. And Amazon's going to play it safe. They're more likely to remove um, things right now and ask questions later. They're going to shoot first remove your listing, and that's going to mean a, a diminishing return on your sales. It's basically like going out of stock for a time period. And medical ones are a little bit harder uh, because there's some things you have to do to, to get those listings back up, like editing them, right? So talk to me a little bit about that, how you've overcome some of those solutions. Yeah, basically the step to solve this problem is go through your listing with a fine-tooth comb. Find anything that might, even might, trigger an Amazon audit, remove it from the listing and uh, redo your wording. And once that's done, hit save on the back end. Your changes aren't going because the listing's been suspended. The listing, uh, the changes aren't going to show on the detail page, but Amazon will be able to see the changes you made on the back end. And actually, Stephen, this one um, is a little bit simpler than the use sold as new when it comes to the uh, reinstatement process as well. You'll just make it a case of sell support, let them know that you removed any kind of infringing or incorrect medical claims out of the copy, let them know that it's fixed. And eight out of 10 times, I've seen them reinstate it without any further uh, appeals needing to be sent. That's pretty good. Um, and, and this particular issue is likely to resurface. This is one that's usually an ongoing issue, um, especially if uh, FDA comes out with a list of warnings on any particular ingredients we've, we've had had a client where they had an ingredient that was like less than 0.01 percent of, of an item uh, i think it was deer antler velvet that got caught and that one uh got removed just because the fda came out um, so men uh, supplements definitely one of the trickier ones to navigate 
um, not just medical claims, but also sometimes ingredients that come out. Um, and especially if you're selling any hemp products, be sure to make sure uh, you don't use any CBD language anywhere whatsoever. That's, that's, a, that's a very big no-go. All right, so, so you've mentioned a bunch of helpful things on how to get listings reinstated. Uh, pretty boring topic for the most part, right? Nothing sexy about this, but it's a very necessary thing that every seller will eventually go through. How can, uh, so if somebody is, is, is going through these motions and they haven't been able to get their listing reinstated, how can my Amazon guy help? My Amazon guy has the experience to know what kind of wording to use into the Amazon appeals. We also know uh, specific departments to email your appeal to. But sometimes if you can't have success with sales support or through the appeal channels directly on Amazon, you'll have to email a specific department with your appeal. We have the years of know-how and knowledge to be able to, again, know what to say in the appeal, know how to word it, know who to email. And we also will have the appropriate follow-up as well to make sure that your listing will be reinstated. So that's that's great. So uh, any other tips or tricks that you think we should share today, Dustin? Just be careful with what the best thing you can do is some things are unavoidable. Some of these issues are unavoidable, but the best thing you can do is make sure that everything in your listing copy matches Amazon's terms and conditions. And if you have any questions, be sure to research it yourself or reach out to somebody like us. And, and it's, it's, you know, I think it's noteworthy you mentioned check out the terms and conditions on Amazon because as far as Amazon's concerned, this is very much a buyer's platform. And sellers are responsible for everything that goes on on their listing, even if Amazon's the one that mucks it up, right? So if you got a hijacker causing an issue, you got another seller that shows them, submits some additional data, um, or or anything at all that can happen, you as the seller are responsible. So Amazon reserves the right to update their terms and conditions at any any time and beat. So it's definitely worthwhile if you're in a high risk category, do a thorough review of those um, help files. Every so often, you know, once a quarter at bare minimum on, uh, especially if you got anything that hit our list of, of activities, uh, on today's podcast, a lot, a lot of things to keep up with FDA, um, sends, sends out, uh, uh, ingredients list that they're not cool with on a frequent basis. Make sure you subscribe to those. So you kind of know what the direction that the U S government is heading in. Um, so you can keep up with all of these things. It's it's very much a moving target. You're going to get hit at some point with a suspended listing, no matter who you are as a seller. So just be prepared and have a plan in place so that when it happens, you can get that listing back up within you know a matter of a day or two instead of a matter of a couple weeks, and you lose all of that traction that you've gained over time. So Dustin, thanks for joining us today. That is the My Amazon Guy podcast. We really appreciate you guys joining us today. Uh, be sure to subscribe and, and uh, tell a couple other people about us. And if you need any Amazon consulting,